Jesus is just about 40 days old, just about a month old in our text this morning. When Mary and Joseph take this, still an infant, to the temple in Jerusalem. They're there for Mary's ritual cleansing, according to the law, but they're also there to dedicate this firstborn son to the Lord. It's interesting that there's no mention of anything that a priest in the temple did or anything that a priest in the temple said in their visit. Perhaps it's because what they did and what they said was so prescribed and even predictable according to the law of Moses. Even their offering of two turtle doves speak to their lack of financial means. The big surprise in the temple that day were the two people that were expecting them. Simeon and Anna. What they do and what they say is completely unanticipated and unexpected. Simeon and Anna function both as prophets and as priests to this holy family, especially in their blessing of the infant Jesus. As Jesus is brought into the temple, we are reminded of this first stage of human development that Jesus underwent. He's very young, he's very small, and yet he is the seed of promise that will grow into the long-awaited Messiah. But what of those who are not in their first stage of life, but in their last? Does God bring in the new along with bringing in to the old, into this story? Well, yes, as Mary even sings, when she finds out that she is pregnant with the Christ child, she sings, all generations will call me blessed. And from our psalm, old and young together will praise him. We live in a largely ageist culture, don't we? That is to say, it seems socially acceptable to dismiss our older members of our society, to even mock them, to ignore them, or see them as a burden. It seems that we do everything we can in our own lives to reverse the effects of aging or at least we try to mask the reality of age. But what if we begin to see becoming older the way God sees becoming older? What if we borrow Simeon and Anna's vision of what it means to not be a liability to the temple and to God's people, but an asset? born for such a time as this in their lives. I think we would all agree that just because we're advanced in years, 
doesn't mean that we're necessarily advanced in wisdom, does it? Or that growing in age itself doesn't make us automatically grow in maturity. Being older does not guarantee that we are an elder. We don't know how old Simeon and Anna are. It seems that Simeon is older because of the nature of his promise, that he wouldn't see death until he saw the Lord's anointed. Anna is likely a centenarian. She's probably around 105 years old. The text is actually says that she lived for 84 years after she lost her husband and spent all that time in the temple. Regardless of their age, what God wants us to see is their character. They both see their last half of life as a tremendous opportunity to grow in their faith. Simeon is righteous and devout. In other words, he is dedicated to his own spiritual development and his walk with God. He does not rely on the Jewish religion or the outward trappings of temple ceremony. He has his own personal connection with the Holy Spirit. Our text says that the Holy Spirit rests upon him. He knows what it is to be anointed by the Holy Spirit just as he seeks the anointed one in his own life and community. Not only does he have a very personal connection with God, he is cultivating a corporate connection with all the people of God as we together seek the Christ child. He's looking forward to the consolation of Israel. In other words, he's looking forward to the time that everyone finds their peace and their joy in the Lord's promised Messiah. The Spirit leads Simeon, our text says, into the temple once again, the day Mary and Joseph bring in the baby Jesus. Simeon takes Jesus up into his arms and he sings a lullaby. Not to Jesus, but to himself. He sings his soul to rest. He says, now, Lord, I can depart in peace. He prays. It's not that Simeon wants to die, but that he is ready to surrender his life to the one who created him and has now redeemed him. God fulfills his promise, and that's what wisdom does. Wisdom is seeing the faithfulness of God and trusting that same faithfulness to carry us forward, no matter what it is. Our fear of death melts away as we bask in the blinding light of the Christ child, just as Simeon did that day. We know that our security 
is assured. We are secure. Our lives are secure in this very Christ child, the one that we just held with our hands. This shift to the soul that Simeon has made helps him speak openly and peacefully even about his own departure, his own exodus from this life as he translates into the life of the world to come. And so he continues to embrace this last chapter of his life, wanting it and praying that it be a blessing, not only to himself, but to the whole nation, to the consolation of all Israel. And not only that, God gives him an international vision of this Christ child. This is not just the light of the Jewish people. This is a light to lighten the Gentiles, all the non-Jewish people as well, all peoples, nations, tribes, tongues, and people. Simeon does not become narrow and rigid and tribalistic in his thinking as he grows older, but he becomes broad, more broadly minded more graciously minded, and even more globally minded. His hope and his joy is to see every human soul enlightened by the Christ. And so he blesses Mary, he blesses Joseph, and he blesses Jesus. But note, he also names the cross of Christ. In his wisdom, he knows the great cost that this blessing will be. The cost of both Jesus, this baby who will grow up to be the Lord's anointed, but also to his own mother, whose very heart will be pierced as though through a sword. And it's at that moment that Anna steps in, right on the heels of Simeon, She never left the Temple Mount, which is about 37 acres. She never left that little plot of land for for 84 years. Imagine, day and night, we're told that she fasted there and prayed, never ceasing, just like the angels in heaven who night and day sing, holy, 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 Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. So was Anna's voice joined to those angels in heaven. I'm reminded of Psalm 23. Surely goodness and mercy will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. She got an 84-year jump start on being in the Lord's temple forever. Or Psalm 27. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And so Anna got her beautiful gaze into the face of the Lord's Messiah that day. Like Simeon doing the work of an elder, 
means discovering the joy of never missing church. Always wanting to bask in the Lord's light, to be re-energized, to be reanimated, to find our fountain of youth in this Christ child. The elders are both drawn to the house of the Lord, the place where God promises to forgive our sins and to give himself in the word and in the sacraments. Anna prays and fasts into her twilight years because she knows that she's living on the cutting edge of what God is doing in the world. She wants to have a front row seat to what the Lord is doing, to receive and to give, to be blessed and to be a blessing to the community. Yes, she is of great age, but more importantly, she is of great wisdom. And don't forget the story. She found this path early on in life. She was probably in her early 20s when she lost her husband, having only lived with him for about seven years, probably as a teenager, and now 84 years cultivating and enriching her own spiritual journey. That is the call of the Christ child, to be an elder, to find out what matters most early on in life and stick with it for decades, becoming a pillar like Anna, becoming a pillar like Simeon in the temple. Anna and Simeon are a beautiful reminder, aren't they? Not to become older, but to become elders, to do the work of an elder. This is a vocation. This is what God is calling us to be and to become. This is the call of the Christ child, to be the light that enlightens everyone, to bask in the light and to be a light, to become wise pillars in our families, in our church communities, and even the world just as the testimony of Anna and Simeon now are inspiration for generations worldwide. In a few moments, we, like Simeon, will take the Lord, his body and blood, into our hands. And he will give us a peace that will transcend all human comprehension, making even death itself, the fear of death, melt away knowing that he has conquered it in all of our sin and even evil itself. We will sing the elders' song today a couple of times as we receive the Lord's body and blood and as we depart in our own peace. Lord, now you let your servant depart in peace. All in the loving forgiving and enriching, blinding light of this Christ child. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.